The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. And welcome to our final episode of On The Rag for the year 2018. What a year. What a year. What a year. (laughs) We were just talking off mic about how we're sort of struggling to find words for things and Mm. ideas and... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm extremely inarticulate, so let's see how this goes. (laughs) It lends itself well to a podcast. That is, of course, Michelle Acourt. Hello. (laughs) And Leonie Hayden. Kia ora. Who's hoeing into a delicious looking (laughs) raw salad. Yeah, it's a bit salty. You always say that? Is that... uh, No, we won't say it. Yeah, we won't. (laughs) We know. It's the salty place. I know what you're talking about. I like it that it's a salad and I just hoovered uh, what was purported to be a sandwich but turned out to be a burger. So (laughs) it didn't have quite enough salt, so we should have shared... That's a lovely surprise. You think it's a sandwich and yeah. you get a burger. Yeah. That almost never happens. No. <laughs> aren't all burgers sandwiches when you get down to I it? I guess so. They are in America. Yes. Yeah. Aren't they? And a, and a biscuit is not a what scone. you think. A scone. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So this is your food podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dietary Requirements. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know where I am now. We just did a super pod with all of the spin-off podcasts in one room, like a glorious podcast mm. rat king. And the lines are blurred in a way. But um this is your monthly feminist New Zealand podcast. Yes. We can confidently say that. Yes, we, it is. We? that is what it is. <laughs> it is what we're here for. Or it's what you're here for. Hopefully. If you're not, just stay with us. Um Thank you so much to the Women's Bookshop, of course, who have supported us all year, our wonderful sponsors. If you're in Auckland, you can check them out on Ponsonby Road for your last-minute Christmas shopping. Mm. Hell of a time to go. Just go up, go to the desk, say, Carol? Yes. What do I get? Help me. I've got this. <laughs> describe. I'm going to describe this person. Find me a book for them, and she will. And the nice thing about doing last-minute Christmas shopping is that everybody else is doing last-minute Christmas shopping, so you can all look at each other and go, you fucked up too, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They're also online at www.thewomansbookshop.co.nz. We have a massive giveaway, actually. They've been very generous to us this Christmas. We've got a a hamper, a Chris, well, not a Crisco hamper, but a a book hamper. Four books, one of them being Milkman by Anna Burns, the Man Booker Prize winner of the year, which Carol herself told me is absolutely amazing. The Bed Making Competition by Anna Jackson. Human Relations and Other Difficulties by Mary Kay Williams and Lenny's Book of Everything by Karen Foxley. So we're going to give away that prize pack on our Facebook page. Do we have to give it away? That sounds pretty great. We need some summer reading. There's four people in this room right now. The post isn't reliable these days. (laughs) Things can go missing really easily. Uh, And it's awful when people miss out, so (laughs) I don't know why we're doing it. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash ontheragpod. And we also have our private oasis. Online, which is the closed Facebook group on the rag 24-7, the numerals there with a slash. It's heaven. It is my favorite place in the world right now. It is. It's it's gaining numbers. Yes. Over the past month. Many of you. um, Reasons of which we will go into very shortly, Mm. but it seems very clear that there's a lot of women in this country and also people who were visiting New Zealand this month who needed a place to go. Um, And I felt very... Privilege that we could provide yeah. that place. And sometimes people just post pictures of animals. 
That's right. Yeah. That Which, was very heartwarming. Um, there was a thread where someone was just like, you know what, with everything that's going on, here's a picture of me dog. Yeah. Then hundreds of comments of honestly the cutest photos of animals I have ever seen. Yeah. It could have been like a, a BuzzFeed listicle. Mm-hmm. It was really delightful, isn't it? That's what I'm loving about the page is that it's so supportive and people actually read what the post's about before they comment on it. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Which is a, a new thing in social mm. media. I don't know if it'll catch on. <laughs> 2019. I'm finding it really pleasant. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. But also in that thread, I should say, it wasn't just animals. It was also people's babies yeah. and their children and just things that they were doing that they were enjoying yeah. as well. I just mm. love it, the way that our audience interprets whatever it is that's going on and can talk about it from their sort of personal experience and, yeah. then, that, and then put that out to the group, and yeah. which is why it's such an inclusive place. Is mm. Yeah. Everyone feels like they're part of something. I know I do. I know I'm still talking. But um, (laughs) we haven't started anything yet. But one of the other things I quite like is that a few of the posts begin with, I don't know if I should post this here, or I've thought really hard about whether I should post this. And and that's um, a real indication that people are thinking really hard about how things um, are going to be received, what they're putting into the space. Mm -hmm. And without exception people have come back and said no that's a cool thing to put in here and and here's my honest authentic response mm. to that so um so, so those two things are that people are being are taking care but they're yeah and it's being responded to really warmly and, and I've never seen that either it's mm. incredible and I'm, it is open to all there is a an entry mechanism but you'll soon find that mm. it is not particularly stringent. It's not watertight. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, I've said, just say hello in the Michelle A. Court voice. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> I mean, on that note of the things we're talking about, um, obviously, this past month in New Zealand for women has been, I mean, particularly hard. I didn't think maybe a week, two weeks ago, that I'd be able to even talk about uh, the death of Grace Mullane. Without collapsing into tears. I'm still not sure I can, <laughs> I can promise that. Um, I'm also PMSing, just so we're clear. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a roller coaster, people. Um, but I thought, just based on what we were talking about and the way that the On the Rag pages sort of worked, I just wanted to ask you two you know, how did you react to, to, to that week, to the, the news that Grace Mullane. Um, I think I disconnected before you did. Okay. Um, I couldn't do. I couldn't read the news stories. I didn't follow it that way. I um, I kept in touch with the timeline through radio news, okay. national radio. I I read very little because mm. uh, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't bear it. Um, and I couldn't. And I didn't click on lots of stuff on on social media. But then what I did. Uh, uh, what I did start to feel really comfortable about was actually when you guys, Leonie, Alex, and um, Mad, did your his to channel your rage and grief, and listed all of those organisations that do fantastic work with violence against women, and um, and and good things to read, and um, places to go for self defence, and all of you know it was you did this incredible uh, hamper. If I may say, <laughs> of um, of fantastic, positive, practical, nurturing, kind things to do, and and there's been some really terrific writing around all of it. So, and that's what I could engage with. But I couldn't read the mainstream news stories. They mm-hmm. upset me, made me angry. You know, I was getting I was getting so close to the comment section, I could smell them, mm. and I couldn't do it. Pooey. Mm. Mm. What about you, Leone? Oh, what was that? Um, yeah, like Michelle, I sort of already knew the second that I found out that this terrible tragedy had occurred, that a lot was going to happen in the next week that I wasn't going to want to read or know about. And so actually that piece that we ended up compiling together was exactly how I mm. wanted and needed to deal with that, because that is sort of where my brain goes to with the work that I do, that it's it's more important if something terrible happens to contribute something positive to the conversation, um, not just for other people who might be reading or listening or whatever you're making, but just for myself, yep. that that's, it feels better. And it's nice to work somewhere where that's facilitated. So when we had an editorial meeting on that Monday um, and a lot of stuff had already come out and our senior editor, Toby, said, you know, we have to, we have to cover this. 
Um, but how do the women that work here think that this should be covered? And I was so grateful for that moment. And it was just, it was like breathing to him. It didn't occur to him to run that meeting or address that issue in any other way. Mm. Mm. But it felt like everything in that moment when you're trying to sort of process this horrible thing that isn't just about Grace Mullane, it's about violence against women all over New Zealand. And so I got to just put my head down and channel my energy into, I I worked on the section that um, talked about uh, ways that men can help themselves Mm. learn uh, about how to channel their rage somewhere else and all the agencies that can help them. Um, I put together some um, tips on how you can make women on dating sites feel safer. That was all based on my own experience of being on dating apps and it was easy to write because actually these things come up every day. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't go on very many Tinder dates but I look at the app a lot and there's so many things jump out at me as just being like too, there's too much pressure on women to, oh, I, I don't want to chat. You can't tell the measure of a person just by chatting. We have to meet up. Like there's so many guys that basically have that in their bio and mm. it fucks me off. Yeah. So it was really nice to be able to sort of channel all of that stuff um, and then uh, try and sort of push away some of the more sensationalist headlines <sighs> that were sort of being chucked around and what it means for New Zealand tourism and just terrible oh things like God, that. I mean, that's terrible. not an angle anyone should care about. That angle, I mean, that angle didn't necessarily surprise me, but I thought it was much too far. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it was like two days the after media it happened coverage, And I mean, yeah, I think... Especially I wanted to give a shout out to the people in the On The Road community because they con- contributed a lot to that piece. And I also think yeah, that absolutely. is sort of part of what we try and do yeah, is, you know, yeah. like harness the, the circle, whether it's the online circle, the physical circle yeah. of women coming together. And people just contributed the most incredible yeah. things I hadn't even thought of. You know, like it's time to start championing girl guides and, and young yeah. tell young girls to go out there and, and keep doing things. And oh, I was just incredibly moved by that that day in particular i felt very lucky to work here i mean (laughs) don't want to give a big shout out to the spin-off but it is true there was also another interesting thing that happened at that meeting i think it was toby again who was like and you know there's the not all men comments Mm. and i remember and now now i know that this was not true but i said i haven't seen any I said, I don't think this is the time. I don't think this is going to happen. Oh, Surely really? we're past that. Oh, you're lovely. Uh, what a nice person. Give me, <laughs> give me 48 hours. <laughs> and we saw that mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. dramatically. Yeah. From um, some very surprising corners as well. Like influencers, Max Key, like all of these mm-hmm. people that have actual yeah, I wasn't surprised. sway. Mm. And what Decented women completely with just no understanding of what what not all men does, yeah. you know? Mm. It's like, you, you just need to read, like, one good piece to understand that n- literally no one thinks it's all men. <laughs> it's not no. hard no. to research enough to figure out that that's not what, what is going no, on No, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we, 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 lots of, lots of women, um, I know this sounds crazy, but we share houses with them and, um, and, ha- and, and push some of them out of our loins. Is that mm. where you push them out of? I can't remember. It's a long time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. And, uh, and I thought that again. Sorry, it's, it's a spin-off. But you published that fantastic story by. Um, let me just scroll to find her name because I feel terrible when I say that piece by that lady, um, Sophie Bateman. Uh, Sophie Bateman's "The Astonishing Selfishness mm. of Not All Men," which had some fantastic pull quotes mm. in it that you could throw into a conversation at a Christmas dinner. Yeah, mm. you know, um, when you're walking around the pool and somebody says <laughs> "No running" and you're not running, are you very angry about that, or do you just carry on with your day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, she and I think she had a very brave. I think it was the final line of that piece, which I thought was extraordinary, um, where she said, "In that moment when you are feeling fear or you're realizing that there's a threat to you, all men do seem the that's same. Right. You that's know, right. if you are suddenly on edge, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, mm. <laughs> you know, and just that's something that men need to understand. If you're walking too close to a woman at night." She's probably she scared thinks of you. That she, you're one of them because yeah. you don't because the bad guys don't actually wear handy badges and the good yeah. guys don't either. And you know that I mean that's the kind of it's part of where the the all men hashtag all men comes from is that women are required to assume that all men are the bad guy yeah. because if we go on a Tinder date with somebody who turns out to be bad, 
what were we thinking? Why didn't? Why did you assume he was yeah. good? Mm. You're supposed to assume all men are bad, and yeah. so then when we say all men are bad, they what go, we're raised Fuck to up. believe yeah. when we're told mm. not to wear yeah. short skirts yeah. or exactly. skimpy outfits or go out after dark mm-hmm. or I don't know. And we've talked about this a lot on yeah. this podcast, but that's literally. Why? Because we are raised with mm. all men fucking imprinted yeah. on our foreheads yeah. by yeah. our parents. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get yelled at for believing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those two things cannot exist in tandem. Exactly. Yeah. And again, we're all smart enough to understand that it's literally not all men. But like you say, when you've been raised to be naturally suspicious. Of all men. <laughs> because of the violence against women statistics and and whatnot, mm. then, you know, it's not like the data doesn't, like, disproves it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I wanted to, I copied a bit out of Clementina Ford's writing, of course, um, <laughs> because she wrote a, uh, an article, I think a while back about not all men, and she had a good little chunk of it, which I thought was like a really interesting thing to raise again at Christmas <laughs> around the table. Yeah. You've just done the crackers. And someone says, not all men. <laughs> hey, nice guy. What do you actually do to be this famed hashtag not all man? Do you speak out against your friends and colleagues when they harass or abuse women? Do you challenge sexist comments in your peer groups? Do you raise your boys to do the same things? Do you call out your mates' misogynist views? Do you listen when women talk about our experience with gendered violence? And do you resist the urge to explain them back to us? Or do you tell us that we're wrong? If you do all those things, committedly and daily, congratulations, you're basically an okay human. Yes. <laughs> Which I just thought was like, holy moly. Everybody should have that on a little cheat card, a little, <laughs> just in their pocket for yeah. Christmas lunch. Just slide it dinner. over. Yeah. Slide it over. Yeah. Um, yeah, is there anything? I wanted to talk about a conversation that I had a lot in my friend group over the past two weeks, um, which you wrote about beautifully, was how it pulls into focus all those little things that you do to keep mm. yourself safe, um, which I think is a very hidden aspect of women's lives that doesn't really get talked about until something like this happens. And everyone goes, oh, yeah, we've been doing X, Y, Z since we were born. Um, my friend group, we set up a, a message group of about five of us. We've all shared our locations constantly. This is in the past week. This you know. is great. We, I instantly... Um, it's great, but it's grim. Isn't I know, it? yeah. <laughs> it's great, but it's grim. I mean, I, I want to go, well done. It's a supremely practical and yeah. simple step yeah. to take. Fuck that you have to. But this is the hidden side of, you know, this is the stuff that mm. I don't think you see in the news, you know, the constant flow of news stories, the daily implications it has. So we set up a location sharing thing. I know one of my friends has deleted her Tinder. Um, I've set up my phone with the ICE before a couple of contacts. Just all those little things. And you mm. wrote about it. You wrote about what you do in taxis, mm. um, taking photos of people's ID, and yeah. in the sort of darkest but realest sense, because you're leaving clues yeah. in case something happens. I know. To you. I, I nearly in that piece divided them into here's how I keep myself safe, and here's how I help them find my body. <laughs> And then I decided that that was too hell. grim. It's but so it, grim. it's what we but do. I mean, real. that's the that, taking the taxi driver's photograph of his ID does nothing to make me safe. Yeah. Sharing the ride with somebody at home does, mm. but mm. his like, that does not. That's just me going. How will they know who was the last person to see me? And that yeah. is really grim. Mm. But and that's how our minds work. And they, and I'm you know I'm pleased. And I I, I bet that that kind of thing has. Assisted in investigations. Mm. Speaking of taxis, you did a story earlier in the month uh, about, and you asked women for their terrifying taxi stories. That's right. And you got over a hundred replies. A deluge of just awful things. And this is just literally one tiny aspect of things women do, the same Mm. as all other humans that don't identify as women, Mm. that is a minefield. You know, and you think, oh, you know, a couple of people have probably had a few ropey experiences. Over a hundred people, mm-hmm. just in our little network, when you put out a in twenty four hours, in twenty four hours, and, and I, that, yeah. I, I put in two. Yeah, like mm. it's, and that was in response to it was. I think it was just a troll. It was a troll petition, but I saw it as an opportunity to 
highlight it anyway. Yeah, Um, I mean, that was another fantastic example of doing something practical when they're just being douchebags. Because it was about the the women-only driver service, right? Yeah, Yeah. and someone said it was sexist and started a change.org petition. Mm. They need to filter those petitions, (laughs) by the way. It's taking jobs away from (laughs) (laughs) men. No, they're still allowed to work for Zoomy and Uber and discount taxis. They can pick you up, douche. They can do whatever they want with their car. Yeah. Yeah. There was one the one thing that stuck with me, and it stuck with me because I've started doing it, is that you sit in the back seat behind the driver because that's the hardest place for them to reach. Yeah. Is oh. It, I know. Oh, no, no, I'm going to start doing that No, now. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh and isn't, it's so grim. But then I'm like, you might as well. Yeah. You might want to. Even though that's not the most, because you will really want to be on the footpath side, which is... At, oh. Which is where, well, not well, no. That's the practical <laughs> thing. The practical thing is to get in off the footpath and sit on the left hand side of the car. But the safest thing is to sit behind the driver, right? Yeah. But it does mean that if you get out, you're getting out into traffic, not out into a pedestrian walkway. But the, but then the plus, oh the plus is that it's harder for him, isn't it, to see you? Where is it harder for him to see you in the rear vision mirror? Because that creeps the shit out well, if of you're me. Behind him, it's easier. Behind. Because it'll okay, be so angled back on at the him, so it's angled at you as well. I'm back on the footpath. You could alternate constantly yeah, just keep moving throughout the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Keep him guessing. Keep him guessing. Oh, this, is the dark, this is the dark humor you came for. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Or just try and stand, like somehow just wedge your feet into the space. What if you lie down in the footwell? Because then... But would you put your head? Oh, my God. Oh, no, I think crouch on the seat facing backwards. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sweating. I'm hysterical. I'm sweating. I need a sli- I need, I have somebody bring me a cold compress. Won't be time for another So you see, we've been on a journey through this. <laughs> this month has been a journey. Um, I wanted to just give a shout. There was a love, there's a lovely man named Roger who, when we asked, I sort of wanted this podcast to be a sort of choose-your-own-adventure for our listeners and say, what is it that you want us to talk about in the, the last part of the year? And he just said, I'd love for you to help break down the month because I'm kind of confused. Mm. As, a, as a man, um, I think he was sort of talking about the, that, you know, there are murders that happen a lot in New Zealand. You know, there's mm. a lot of male-on-male violence. There's, you know, things happen constantly. And yet this is the one that sort of blew up and, yeah. and, and opened this... I Massive think trauma. There's for a bunch of reasons for that, and I think part of it was timing. I think we're in a we're in the first year of post Me Too, and um, and I think there's been a sort of critical mass thing. And can I also say that I think that September was a particularly difficult month because of Brett Kavanaugh, and we so many women identified massively with. Um, uh, Christine Blasey Ford, and watched her go through that as though it was us going through that and felt brutalised by the whole process. And then not very much later, somebody who was doing what so many of us have done or hope our daughters will do, um, it's the worst possible thing happened to her. And it began as a mystery filled with hope because she was missing mm. and, uh, and captured our imaginations because of that combination of how brutalised we were from September and just this this pivotal moment mm. in time is what I'm thinking. Mm. Yeah. It did feel like a lot of things coming to a head, you know, not in a way that anyone asked for or wanted or mm-hmm. e- even saw coming. Mm. But it did feel like one of those sort of this whole stupid year has led to this awful, awful yeah. thing that, like you say, we became invested in before we knew it was going to end in, in tragedy and so I also feel like New Zealanders felt responsible mm. I feel like because she was a visitor and well, we're she the host. Was a visitor, exactly like we we failed her as mm. host to our yeah. country and I I mean that I sort of read quite palpably from a lot of the the reaction to her death is just and people's guilt for that prime but, minister's message about that was clearly that message that you know I'm sorry this happened to your daughter in this country she yeah. should have been safe here which is also n- not true because so many right. local women are mm. not safe here. Exactly. Mm. And this, I think, speaks to something that you can acknowledge about the coverage is that she was white, mm-hmm. she was young, mm. conventionally attractive, educated, um, and that has a certain privilege 
yeah. in, mm. in the coverage. And yeah. there's been a lot of women here who have not received that kind of attention. Yeah. yeah. But I'd like to think the coverage of this and the reaction along those lines to it from people who were like, you know, this this is not an anomaly. Like women die as a result of violence from men every year in this country. Let's shine a light on that as well, which is what one of the vigils also so, yeah. talked about mm. as well. And I'd like to think that more people are now thinking more critically about that. Yeah, mm. yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And I think that, you know, the the light is shining on this now and the next time it happens, oh, I'm sorry, I can't even say that. Yeah, but yes, I think there has been a, some consciousness raising through For this. For how long, though? For how long? Uh, I, w- I did mention that on the, the super pod that we just did. I don't know if you recall in 2017, the sort of on the rag talking point was hashtag me too, the rise of it. And we're talking about Louis CK. Mm. And I said, he'll be back within the year. <gasps> and you and Duncan were said right. no. And I was right. <laughs> you were right. Again, win? <laughs> <laughs> I feel completely like, oh, I love being right, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yes, I think I'm Glad as well that there are, for all the max keys and the not all men's, I genuinely feel like there's been a lot of men who have been listening. Yeah. AKA yeah. shutting their mouths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Which has been incredibly yeah. useful for all of us. Okay. Is there anything else we'd like to say about that before we move on to Christmas? <laughs> no, I'm okay. Let's talk about the other cluster fuck for 2018, which is Christmas. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Just me. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Ho, 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 Michelle. <laughs> I I um, have been hosting Christmas uh, for my family for on and off for pretty much 19 years now and I announced last Christmas that I would no longer do that because I do not mm. enjoy it and so I booked a holiday for my mother, my husband and me to go and spend time with my daughter and my grandchildren in Tauranga and now my mother's so unwell that we can't do that and so I am back to where I was a year ago. Hosting again. Well, apparently. someone in? Apparently, so that so my one I have a few tips about Christmas, and one of them is just don't assume that the person who has always hosted Christmas wants yeah. to host Christmas, mm. and that at some point in your life it's going to be your turn to um to be the one who not the person like I fantasize about turning up at someone's house with a trifle and going Merry Christmas and <laughs> and find out what they cooked yeah. And, and so one day it's if you're one of those people who turns up with with your dish, one day it's your turn to actually have to put the recycling out on Boxing Day, yeah, and mm. wipe the you know custard off the whatever it. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Where's the custard? Um, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm over here now. And this is something that came through on the on the reg pages. A lot of women want to know how they can avoid having to take everything on themselves. And also take on their racist slash sexist slash gross distant relatives. Yes. <laughs> or worse, close relatives. Close relatives. <laughs> oh, dangerous territory. Yeah, I feel like we talk about this every year. We do. It's an evergreen topic. But do you know what? And I, I imagine you probably want to get to this, but I, I just want to mention it because it's my favorite Christmas tip that we've been yes. given from yes. the Facebook page. And I will deploy it this year <laughs> from Sophie. And it's about defensive napping. <laughs> I love Sophie. I love it. So she said, this Christmas when you're forced to interact with annoying or horrific opinions of family members, interact with people you have nothing in common with, and your gross, sleazy, and or racist uncle, it can be a hard time of year. It was for me until I learned about defensive napping. You can take a defensive nap anywhere, anytime at Christmas. In fact, the more public the location, the better. Fits in perfectly with your schedule of overeating and general overconsumption of all your Christmas faves. Yay, Sophie. I, honestly, oh. but I genuinely feel like that's a really practical tip. Mm, yeah. yeah. Like just sort of feign, oh, I'm just so faint, I need to lie down. Mm. Just literally anytime says, anyone says anything <laughs> annoying. Mm. Or you could sit out an entire conversation if you know where it's heading. Mm. Yeah. Or just start snoring in their face. Or just start just snoring. <laughs> but it's sort of like almost something like you can do mentally without even physically napping. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, drift I, to your happy place. Yes. Totally. Just so now think about a Sing a song in your head. I think we Look should at a give a family ourselves... member that you do like and think about the things that you like about. Like essentially nap yeah, with your eyes yeah. open. We should give ourselves <laughs> permission just one day a year to not have to be the warrior. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe because mm. we're not necessarily going to fix anybody's misogyny or racism 
on Christmas Day. Mm. So maybe no. this is the day of the year when you can just let some shit slide. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't mean, you know, give tacit approval either. I mean, drop your head back and open your mouth and snore. <laughs> this is my fear because sometimes when I go, if I leave something unchallenged. Ah, uh, you don't sleep. Is that, that I don't sleep forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, okay. Oh, what could have been? I oh, hear I you. I hear you. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, is it okay to just let something slide on Christmas Day? Well, I, we could go back to Clementine's really great piece of advice where you don't necessarily have to offer up a rebuttal, you can just ask them to repeat it. That's it. Again My and daughter again. has bloody nailed this. Really? I watched her do this with somebody who said something patronising to her and she said, pardon? <laughs> and they said it, they looked confused. She went, no, pardon me? Did, and then she said, did you say that because I'm a woman? And they just shriveled into a small ball yes. and rolled their Oh, my God. Yes. It was amazing. My favourite is because you can do it on the as you're walking out the room. You just, um, when somebody said something horrific, you just go, <laughs> so retro, and walk out of the room. Because <laughs> yeah, they've got no comeback to that. It's not like you call them racist or sexist. Yeah. You're just so retro. Michelle, oh, I so love. Retro. That's going straight in my pocket. That's my gift to oh, you. I love that. So retro is perfect. Because you can't change everyone's mind. Yeah. But you can, with those two beautiful little words, let them mm. know that it's super outdated. Yeah. 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 Anything yeah, else about Christmas? Someone requested wonderful. they would like to know if there's any unproblematic Christmas films that exist. Well, I did a quick look and I haven't watched it, but I'm vaguely interested in seeing a movie called Happy Christmas made in 2014. Have either of you seen it? Happy no. So it's Anna Kendrick and Melanie Linsky. Oh, okay. so I like both of those people. So in the, in the, the, the synopsis is that uh, a woman, Anna Kendrick, moves in with her brother and his novelist wife, Melanie Linsky, and and their children and the gift they end up giving to Mel's character not a spoiler is that um, they give Melanie Linsky's character time to write her novel so it, apparently it's you know um, there are very few moments in the film where you go oh no get fucked um, but I did read through the cast list and um, Anna Kendrick's best friend is played by Lena Dunham so yeah, I just, I'm just that's uh, just a, yeah, yeah. a trigger warning yeah <laughs> <laughs> Content warning. But apart from that, it looks pretty terrific. Yeah, I am, I, and I'm, this is just going from the synopsis. Anyway, good. I'm a fan of the Wizard of Oz. Mm. Is that troublesome? Is it Christmassy? No, but oh. it's all. It, it, I remember. I think when I was a kid, it used to be on TV two on Christmas Day. Yes, that's yeah. exactly. I've right. always thrashed it. Um, it's probably got some deep rooted like. Let's not look too hard for yeah. it. Let's not look too hard for it. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful life. Problematic? <gasps> I have read something about it. Oh, really? I okay. read something about it. It's been a while since I saw it. <laughs> so we like, isn't it about the plight of the small business owner? And <laughs> so we do we do Casablanca once the kids have gone to bed. That's probably problematic, but I'm not sure I care. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> um, and when the kids are up, where I always insist on either Puss in Boots or Frozen. Nice. Yeah. Oh, are they frozen? <laughs> Just frozen oh, no, are you gonna run? Oh, no. go. <laughs> oh, frozen. The men talk more than the girls. Yeah, the men talk more than the, the women. Than the two even princesses. Though, yeah, yeah. That's an amazing point. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's another yeah. one. That's yeah. extraordinary. Another one from Clementine Ford's "Boys Will Be Boys," where she does yeah. amazing data analysis on Disney films. I mean, yeah, even the woke ones. Mm. They're, they're not there yet. Mm. But yeah, I yeah, know, it's yeah. hard on Christmas, isn't it? Just watch something that you like. Yes. I Don't agree. force Christmas into, you know. It Die Hard probably a... doesn't count as unproblematic, does it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't even run that Talk through my head. <laughs> I'm this is a Christmas film. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> Good family movie. Oh, can I just say one more thing about Christmas? If you're not the host, don't ask the host what she because it's always a she <laughs> would like you to bring because that's emotional labor for her i hate it when people go what would you like me to bring i go ah you're asking me what my menu is and where the holes are yeah I mm. so i would rather that people said i would like to bring you my favorite spinach and cheese dip yeah and i would go that's terrific yeah or no i've already got 14 of those coming yeah. so couldn't you think of something else that's a great that's just, mm. don't give the emotional labor to the host here we go. That's enough whining from me. <laughs> I have one more thing on Christmas before we go. Because <laughs> I've fallen into the trap, which I think we talked about last year in our Christmas special, which is gendered gifts. Buying for nieces and nephews. 
in past years when I've had more time and I haven't been a drain task, um, <laughs> I have tried really hard, you know, books and things, kind of nondescript things made out of wood that don't, you know, could belong yeah. to anybody. This year I was like, lush for the girls, robots for the boys. And that's my feminist confession. Uh, <laughs> I don't know when you are pressed for time, yeah. money, stress, how you can deliver. And also, they the girls want the pink hatchimals. Mm. The boys want the robot beetle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, do you get them what they want? Do you encourage them to want something else? Encourage them to want something else. Oh, yeah, it is tough. It's my confession for okay. the oh, month. I just enough. did it. I was like, she likes a bath bomb. And who can blame her? I like a bath bomb. No, who doesn't There's like a bath bomb? There's nothing inherently bad about a bath bomb. Mm. But I mean, if you like baths and bath bombs. True. Oh, this is a separate pot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Leonie's going to do a monopod about baths one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, remember, I've revitalised. I've revitalised. The, the water has to be cleaned. Right. <laughs> um, also, I get my nephews, because um, I figure the one thing that we don't have much of together because they live in a different city from me is time. Mm. So I now don't buy them toys. I've just instated a, an annual tradition that I spend Boxing Day with them. I take them to the movies and we have like lunch or dinner. Oh, this is but I great. make them like a little movie ticket with like their mm. name on it or whatever and movie of your choice. Or if I know the movie that they want to go to, then. Mm. And my littlest nephew thinks that he has to hold on to it and give it to the person at the movie theater, even oh. though he's been told every year for three years that he doesn't have to. It's really cute. Oh, and he it. lost it. He's like, I can't go to the movie because oh. I lost my ticket. <laughs> Bless. You're the but best, yeah. beautiful. But yeah, I mean, I just figure there's just so much trash in mm. the world already, and they've got a thousand oh. grandparents and parents that have means, so it's like they don't need toys. Yeah. Yeah. This is the bigger concern, eh? Is just the the burning planet yeah. and um, yeah. buying like fucking Hatchimal shit. <laughs> Honestly, there's an island somewhere in the Caribbean that's just made of Hatchimals. <laughs> <laughs> this giant Hatchimal's gonna kill us all. <laughs> huh. I found actually. If this goes before Christmas, who knows? Um, a really good present: beeswax wraps. Yes, I'm very cheap. Yes, they're terrific. I took everyone your needs. Everyone needs a beeswax wrap. Mm-hmm. Stop the glad wrap. Yep. Wrap up your sandwich. Beeswax wrap. And they're great. pretty as well. Can I do a number of prints? My uh, my gift to my granddaughter. I got the idea from I think our page from on the rag twenty four seven. It's a memory game of feminists. <gasps> So it's oh, got cool. um, Frida Kahlo and Gloria Steinem and uh, oh, name all the feminists in the world. Quickly, there's nine. <laughs> there's only nine. That's all you need to remember. Anyway, so that's what she's getting for Christmas. And I am that's so excited great. about her. From? I ordered it online from someone. Little, 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 little and lovely. Loved? Yeah, little oh, and loved. cool. Yeah, and it was somebody on the Facebook page. And I went, I want that. Yeah. And, mm. yeah so it's under my and tree. And can I direct people, also if this is too late for Christmas, it's just a good place to look for a cool gift guides i did um a little gift guide for um how to buy from maori owned businesses and makers Mm. and um i'm happy to say that a lot of the makers have got in touch with me and said oh my god we've been so busy as a result of that gift guide which i was so happy to hear but to be quite honest nearly everyone on that list is a young maori woman wow Mm. which i don't know what that says about entrepreneurialism amongst young maori but there are mm. a lot of Māori women on there that you can support, if not for Christmas, because it might be a little bit late, but then, but going forward into yeah, the future, birthdays. and there's some um, real cool stuff. Mm. There's like Māori tarot cards and ceramics oh. and clothes and lots of beautiful um, skincare and cosmetics made sort of na- from native plants and things. And well, just, there's so many clever women out there. But I love it. Yeah, I wanted to give that a little signal boost. This is good. Gorgeous. Mm. Okay. End of Christmas. Yeah, we're on to looking back at what what was what was what twenty eighteen a wild year. Um, a, a couple of listeners said they'd just like us to look back at the good things. Okay. Um, before we look forward <laughs> to what's coming twenty nineteen and what we can do in the year that's coming. So yeah, people want the yas queens, the highlights. Where do we even start? There has been a lot of good. It's know. been some great stuff. Um. A uh, couple of things that I've really liked about it uh, on a macro level are uh, that aged care pay equity that came in middle of 2017 has extended now to mental health and addiction support workers. That happened in the middle of this year, so that's a huge win. So many 
uh, people in those yes. sectors. We've got abortion law reform on the fucking table. Yes. Uh, with thanks to the New Zealand Law Commission and all rands and um, lots and lots of women making submissions, which we should keep continuing to do. And um, and of course, it was suffrage one two five this year. Mm. Everybody's been lost. Uh, it lost impetus after September but some terrific things happened that great documentary about what women want and uh, the podcast Beyond Kate on Radio New Zealand that yeah, I that really cool. enjoyed it was great wasn't it um, so yeah so they're my kind of big time highlights of um, of of the year and then there's, and there's other you know people that I'm thrilled for this year like Rose Matafeo and mm-hmm. Hannah Gadsby oh, um, so Lynette. yeah 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 um, so we're on the agenda right we're the ladies are on the agenda what <laughs> what about you Leonie the chicks um, I mean Michelle said quite a few of <laughs> oh my sorry hands, so that's fine <laughs> But Rose and Hannah Gadsby were on there because, yeah. I mean, one of the things we talk mostly about is women in, in media because that's sort of the areas that we work in. And, and frankly, I know that there are just literally thousands of incredible women who are getting their PhDs and, you know, taking care of business and, and law. And I, I don't have as much access to them, but I do get to see people sort of on the front line in media. And I think Jamila Jamil has Mm. been really awesome this year. Like, I just really love how she's sort of been, like, nothing she says is super, like, difficult to understand. She's not an academic, Mm. but she's just used her platform so beautifully. So this is the actress from The Good Place who has just popped up all throughout the year using her platforms like Twitter and and Facebook and Instagram to just call shit out. Mm. Yeah. And it really, she really stands in quite stark contrast to all the other women who occupy a similar space who don't. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't actually be extraordinary that an actress stands up for this stuff. And I know she's not the only one because Kate Blanchett and, and Kate Winslet and women like that have been sort of challenging, like, yeah, challenging people on, on red carpets and whatnot for a long time. But. Mm. I just really like the sort of aplomb that she sort of brings to her yeah. her new role as a feminist ambassador. So I've really enjoyed her this year. Mm. Um, always bringing it back to the spinoff, but I have to say uh, a lot of the highlights for me in terms of reading things that women have written locally have come from this scrappy little website that we're a part of, and that includes both of you, our colleague Marilyn Chapman, um, my mm. sort of read club for the month um, was going to include um, a piece that um, our colleague Jihi Jin mm. wrote. Um, we wanted to, again, came out, coming out of the editorial meeting about Grace, um, things that we can sort of add to the conversation that contribute positively. And it was sort of put out there that it would be really great to hear from a young woman who had travelled at that same age that Grace was, mm-hmm. um, to talk about why it's amazing and electric. And Jihi, who um, is sort of our business deputy ed and does a lot of production, and she puts a lot of her energy here into writing really great business stories. But this was a piece that came straight from the heart about why she travels alone and all of the wonderful things that's provided her. And she quoted, I forget the travel writer's name, <coughs> but I really enjoyed the quote in the story that said, um, when you sit by yourself at a table, you sit opposite the whole world, which I just thought was really a cool way of looking at doing anything by yourself because I've been a huge fan of you taking yourself out Mm. for a meal and a movie. I've always done that, but Mm. that perfectly articulates why I like to do that is because Mm. you're not facing a person, you're facing everything, and that's exciting. It's a brilliant image. Yeah, so a shout-out to the women of the spin-off, those on staff, and that just contribute amazing stuff week Mm. in, week out. Yeah. Yeah. Highlight. I'm going to reuse some content that I just did in the Superpod as well. Looking back at 2018... I feel like this was the year you could turn on your TV and there'd be a woman on a New Zealand show. The Project, Seven Sharp, Bake Off, Mm. like in a very normal way, not in like a novelty hire, not in like a, ooh. Oh, my God, there's something missing. I know. Let's get a lady. The one woman for balance. Exactly. The combo of Anika and Hillary, I think, on Seven Sharp was like a moment. Mm. And I even think about last, or whenever 
it was kicking off, turning on the TV onto the project and Ursula Carlson talking about not all men at seven o'clock on the mm, mainstream yes. TV show. Mm-hmm, Something mm-hmm. that's quite, it's, it's complex and it's sort of like many of us sort of hold it as a secret until there's a moment to talk about it. And she was so fierce and so frank. And I was just like, 2018, man. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I think we're not winning a bunch of stuff, but I think we're gathering the troops and mm. filling our arsenals. Mm. Mm. I think that's the space we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As in, there's going to be a war. Uh-huh. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, that's what I thought you should Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and well, we're ready. Yeah, we're not making fucking dinner. <laughs> no, we, no. We meet at midnight. <laughs> ready for battle. <laughs> I also yeah. wanted to give a shout out to um, another, th- you know, the past few months or so there's been that enormous uh, media societal backlash towards um, gender identity mm. Um, mm. and mm-hmm. the the self-identification bill and I wanted to give a shout out to TVNZ's reality show House of Drag for just surviving and thriving and making an amazing reality product which is like the complete antidote to all the poison about all the people who I think it's coming from a place of fear who are so opposed to um, people who aren't like them, yeah. people who have gender identities that they don't understand. There's a drag king, there's a drag king, there's trans people, and it's just such a joyous, colourful, amazing, yes. amazing thing to come out of New Zealand. I just wish more people would watch and maybe yeah. not read certain opinion pieces about um, opinion gender. Pieces. <laughs> 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 what I think gender is. <laughs> I'm the fucking expert. <laughs> 2019. Yes. Hey. We're, on the, we're on the cusp. I'm doing it. I've decided. You're going to do yeah, it? Yeah, I'm, I'm coming, I'm I'm coming in, with you. I'm yeah. in too. Yeah. Crouching on the backseat of taxis, facing backwards <laughs> all the way through. That's how I'm entering 2019. Counterpoint. When the... Um, all woman drive share thing uh, launches. How yeah. are you going to sit in that taxi? I'm going to be on a front, front seat. seat beside the driver. In the, in the front, front seat. Having a chat. Yes. And we're going to be best friends by the end <laughs> yeah. of the ride. She's going to have pictures of her grandchildren. <laughs> and I'm saying this because I know a driver who does on the dashboard. And you're going to go, and how are they doing? And it's going to be great. Can't wait. Yeah. I don't know if it's launching anyway. Hopefully 2019. What are we looking forward to? What are we taking into the new year? What are we leaving behind? It's quite philosophical. Mm. Uh, 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 Now, I've been trying to find, I have been trying to find um, uh, who said this on our page and I've been scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, but I think it happened in November and quite a lot's happened then. I have been having difficulty with the whole self-care concept as a, as an individual that you go off and do mindful things. I mean, I think that's really important in Lala. But I've been thinking about that a lot, that it's not quite satisfying enough for me. But somebody on our page, and if you're listening to this podcast, please leave a message so that I can um, remember your name, said what she has taken to doing is telling one person every day that she appreciates them that she really likes what they have done that day at work or in the sports team. I know. (laughs) I love you. I love you. And I think it's really lovely because it's the the human communication thing Mm. and also that acknowledgement that lots of us don't get told that we're terrific by other, you know, the people in our lives who maybe should Mm -hmm. and that it has been as nurturing for her as going off and doing a 10-minute meditation and it's as nurturing for her she feels as it is for the person who gets to hear it yeah and I just I like the idea that we're going to do not just self-care but care for each other I have to go I get my fucking guitar out and do kumbaya in a minute (laughs) but I do Mm. that connection thing is what something that I would like to try practicing in the next year so if you get an email from me going I think you're pretty and you're clever (laughs) and you make me laugh (laughs) you'll know what that's about that's good that's so nice I feel like it's also it's sort of we put your energy right, putting yeah. it out into a positive yeah place yes. rather than I don't know trying to focus on. I've, I had a conversation with H McArdle, the yeah. sort of rainbow advocate, and they were talking about the sort of turf stuff, and I was like, "What you know? What do we do? How do we how do we bring these people along with us?" Mm. And they basically were like, "You know, we need to use." This is simplified and politicized, but the Jacinda approach rather than the Trump approach, instead of going, you're bad, 
these people are good. Try and showcase different kinds of people and, and prove that certain people exist. And hopefully that will change people's minds. Yeah. 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 Kind yeah. of exposing. Yeah, Tell their I don't stories. Know. Just talk talk about them and their lives. Yeah. Instead of the attack. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I think. And I think just doing everything. This is the Jacinda approach. Doing everything from a place of kindness mm. rather than fear, anger, suspicion. If you, yeah, if that is your starting place, if your starting place is kindness, then um, the rest of that stuff follows, right? Mm. That yeah. you are open to people's different ways of being and thinking and presenting themselves to the world and, I don't know. Kumbaya, mm. my lord. <laughs> Kumbaya. <laughs> That's great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knit us all a vest. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> yes. Anything else, Leonie? 2019? Uh, 2019, just to be like quite selfish and inward looking. When I sort of read, you know, what am I looking forward to in 2019? So, on a personal level, I have two things have happened in the last sort of quarter of the year. I've moved into a house on my own for the very first time, and I've also started doing a lot of exercise. Uh, not for any reason, then I just want to feel strong. And the thing I'm most looking forward to in 2019 is exploring my independence and the strength of my body. Like, weirdly, I'm now sort of in this place where I, I unfortunately know enough people who've had their bodies attacked by cancer and, and terrible diseases where their, their bodies are taken away from them, I suppose. Mm. And I am now sort of thinking about like the strength of my arms and the strength of my legs and what can the muscles in my tummy actually help me do, you know. And it also comes from various bits of me are falling apart. I've got a bad knee and a dicky <laughs> hip. And, a, <laughs> and frankly, exercise is not helping those things, but it also it, it's highlighting I don't know, the fragility of our bodies and why it's important to look after them. And I just have never cared mm. before because I always thought like yummy, delicious food and sitting on my ass doing whatever I want mm -hmm. was m more important than anything else. I not, don't know why. I just, a, is that not the thing? Uh, well, yeah, um, I, I just have about. never been an active person. And it's, you know, I was I did lots of sports as a young person but because it was just the done thing. You know, there were supervised by adults who were just there to make sure you did all the active things. The second I was left on my own in the adult world, I didn't do a goddamn thing because mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. like, I, ca I can do nothing. The ideal state of being is lying down with a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and what, you're saying that like it's a bad thing now. Yeah. It's not a bad not thing. Exercise? But it turns out it can't be everything because then you get a dicky knee and a dicky hip mm -hmm. at the yeah. age of 37. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do anything. Yeah. So anyway, I like that. I'm right. enjoying my independence and my strength mm. so while good. it lasts, you know what I mean? Because before you know it, I'll probably be fucking hitched with kids and <laughs> the knee will be gone. Yeah. So I just am right now at this point in time, I'm appreciating both of those I things. love the love idea that. that 2019, the two words for you are independence and strength. Yeah. That is fantastic. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. I love that. Yeah. Need to get into exercise. Eh? I've been hearing some <laughs> great I believe about we, it. I believe we joined the gym on the same day. I Alex. got a call from the gym last week, and they said, "Where have you been for the last three weeks?" <laughs> and I said, "It's Christmas." Yeah, uh. but it's not all about gyms either, which is the no. other thing I've really been enjoying. Yeah. Is actually just doing stuff with my friends, who turns out have been active this whole time that I've been Without lying down. Telling you, have they been off doing some? They running walk up around. mountains. They hike all over the place, and so they're like, mm. "Oh." Fine. Finally, thanks for joining us. Man, That's you guys awesome. have great conversations and you drink wine yeah. and eat snacks afterwards as well. It's like, I've really been missing out. Oh, that oh. sounds great. That sounds fabulous. Mm. I've just realised we had an enormous announcement to make. That oh, I was, yes. I was like, I'm going to tease it at the start. I'm going to tease it at the start. And I totally forgot. Tease it now and then just say it. The tease is there's a big announcement coming. The announcement is... <laughs> On the Rag is making a show Yay! in 2019. Yay! Videos. Pod with pictures. Pod with pictures, moving pictures, mm -hmm. the talkies, ladies as they call them. them. Ladies and the ladies, at least three. Mm. Crazy to think. Three ladies having a conversation. It's going uh -huh. to be a monthly online video. 
For the spin-off, with thanks to New Zealand On Air, we've just had our very first meeting about it before this podcast, and I think it's safe to say we're all fizzing. Oh, oh I think God. we're pretty excited. I was I, very excited. I, it was the nicest pre-production meeting I've ever been to in my whole life. <laughs> it was like just a normal conversation with people going, that's a great idea. Yeah. Just yeah. that. Mm. I will have fun doing that. Yes. Yeah. No talking over. We're going to have we're going to have a woman director and a woman soundy. It's going to be ladies. It's going to be filthy with ladies. It's just ladies lousy with them. Just dirty with it. What? Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that kind of show, Michelle. I always go too far. But yes, it's very exciting. Hoping to kick off in March. I'm sure we'll probably have some sort of conversation on on the rag page because we'd like it to be what the women of New Zealand want to see. Yes. Um, about you, the community Living. will feed yeah. into whatever the hell we get up to. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's so exciting. It is. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got Yas Queens? I I've got one. Okay, I've oh. got. Oh, it's uh, yeah. No, she's fantastic. I just realised it's a kind of a, a, a tough subject, but to finish, well, I won't be the last one. So it's, even <laughs> edit that out. Um, so. <laughs> My Yas Queen for 2018 is Kirsty Johnston, who has been writing You're Kidding Me. That was mine. You're <laughs> kidding me. I'm looking We're at wearing the same outfit. That is fabulous. Aww. She's been writing all year about rape, about why so few rape cases make it to court, mm. why police aren't prosecuting enough. More recently, she's been investigating the relationship between that and intimate partner violence and why so few of those cases are prosecuted. And she wrote a beautiful piece in the last week um, about that experience of spending the whole year writing about rape and then dealing with her emotional response to um, uh, to, to the the death of Grace Mullane. Mm. And it was a beautiful piece and you could feel her heart and soul mm. in that and, and everything that she's been doing for a whole year. And it made me want to reach out and wrap her up in my arms. Yeah. Yeah. She was mine. That was Bliss. mine. That is so cute. Incredible. I Amazing. Synergy. To do that kind of like high level data crunching, investigative journalism, but be also be able to communicate yeah. it in an opinion piece yeah. after going through months and months of that. Oh, yeah. Just, she's who I want to be yeah. when I grow up. Love yeah. her. Love oh, her. And yay. she shouted at Sean Plunkett at Press Club. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. She, she was great. It was great. Which was an iconic moment. It was. Yes. And <laughs> um, I have multiple Yes Queens. <gasps> do it. This is for the year, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. There's so many. There's 1,444 of them. <gasps> it's every single member of On The Rag 24-7. Yes, 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 oh, yes, yes, yes. Quite literally has been, and we talked about it at the beginning, obviously, we gush. We gush. But it is an actual oasis in the hellscape of <laughs> everything. And for all the reasons we said up top, it's because it's informative. People post links to stuff that we hadn't even read yet mm. by amazing writers from here and overseas. And they post pictures of their animals and they ask questions that make you think mm-hmm. and they just say stuff that make you laugh. And um, it's just, it's such a wonderful place. And I that genuinely was like, what's been the biggest influence on me in terms of what we talk about here? Mm-hmm. And it is, it's that Facebook group. Yeah. And it's not Yay. even a year old as well. Crazy. And there's 1,444 of you, mm. and you give me life. <sighs> so, yeah. You know, it also, it's like the ongoing confirmation that you're not going crazy. Yes. There's people out there yeah. that are seeing the same things as you. Responding the same way. Yeah. And asking the same questions. Yeah. 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 Shout out, how many? 1,444. Oh, so <laughs> That's a really lovely number. It is. It's a beautiful number. A lot of Christmas cards to send out. <laughs> we do. Let's think of the gift. <laughs> <laughs> You're all getting hatchimals. Let's <laughs> chuck them on the island when you're done. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we made it. I think, I think we we're did. at the end of the podcast, the end of 2018. <sighs> This is extraordinary. Thank you so much to Tina Tiller, our producer. She's got a small glass of wine. It's very hot in this room. It's her fourth small glass of wine. (laughs) 
And thank you so much to the Women's Bookshop who've been with us Yay, all year Carol. and beyond. Yeah. Christmas Carol. Please go and show them your support because they are a wonderful small business. Thank you, Leonie and Michelle. Thank you, Albert. Thank you, thank you for leading us throughout yeah. the year on this yeah. wonderful podcast we our, call our On the Red. Our personal cool guide. No, I wasn't going to cry, but... <laughs> <laughs> Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Have a lovely summer, everybody. We'll see you next year. Kia ora e te iwi, te aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.